Welcome to the Life Well-Lived Podcast. I'm Kayla Brandon, a holistic health coach and wellness enthusiast. I am absolutely obsessed with learning about people who live their most authentic lives. In this podcast, you'll hear stories about those who truly live a life well-lived and what they do mentally, spiritually, and physically to get there. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your daily dose of practical advice on pursuing a life with purpose and passion. This week, I spoke with Detroit-based photographer Rochelle Welling, a Michigan native, self-proclaimed corporate dropout, yogi, Peloton lover, social media guru, and soon-to-be mother of two who runs her own photography business. In this episode, we cover everything from trying new experiences in your career, tips for entrepreneurs, resources that helped Rochelle become the best version of herself professionally and personally, and she opens up about using her ADHD diagnosis to her benefit. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome, Rochelle, to the show. Uh, I'm so happy to have you here. You are an inspiration to me daily. You are a mom of one, soon to be two. You are a Detroit native um, and a fantastic Detroit photographer. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know I gave you a, a brief intro, but I'm sure you're, you're more well-versed in your background than I am. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And thank you for that amazing introduction. Yes, I'm a mom of a toddler currently and growing another human inside me at the, at the moment. So I will be a mom of two come December. Um, right now, I am a full-time photographer. And I always like to say like right now, because I'm, I'm a firm believer and you can always change things. So right now it's working out for me as an entrepreneur, but my path here has not always been that. Um, I was a corporate, I like to say I'm a corporate dropout turned photographer. So anybody listening who's doing the nine to five grind, I see you, I was you, I totally get it. Um, I was just on a mission to find more work-life balance than my nine to five marketing career allowed. Uh, so I left the industry when my son Leo was 10 months old and decided to start my, my own photography business and see what that life was about. So that is how I, uh, I have arrived here. And you actually have an entrepreneur in your family, correct? Your brother is an entrepreneur? Yeah. So I like to say I was always kind of inspired by him. I never got too in the weeds with some of his uh, things, but just like knowing that it was possible was enough. I mean, I think a lot of people just can relate to that. Like just seeing seeing somebody that you know do something that you aspire to do, it just shows you what is and what's possible for, you know, yourself or, or even if you don't want it, but at least you can cheer those people on. So I was always doing that on the sidelines for him. He's been a serial entrepreneur um, since I can remember. And I think just knowing that he, he's got my brother is, um, we're, we've got a pretty big age gap. So he's 10 years older than I. So he's got three uh, like older children and his, he is the sole provider of his household. And so just seeing that like he could provide for his whole family, on an entre entrepreneur income was very inspiring to me because I feel like, I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but you see entrepreneurs hustling, but you don't really know, are they really making an income or is it just like a glorified <laughs> side hustle? Do you know what I yes, mean? Like, yes, is it really I know, I know sustainable? that feeling. It looks so great on social media and it looks, I mean, that's what people paint the picture that they're living this like freedom lifestyle, being an entrepreneur, creating your own schedule. And it looks amazing, but 
where are the numbers? You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, can you really support your family with this? So seeing him be able to do that was, it just gave me the confidence to, to try to make that leap as well. And I will say going into it, we are most definitely a dual income family. Um, so it wasn't like I had a, an amazing um, amount of like, I, what am I trying to say with, with Ryan's salary, we needed both. Right. So I, we agreed that I would try for 12 months and if it didn't work out financially, I would easily find another marketing job and, and I would be, I would be fine with that. I just wasn't okay with not trying. So we were on the same page there. Uh, my husband and I, and luckily it has worked and it has, I have been able to make it financially sustainable. Um, so I just want to encourage anyone else out there because I think also some of the stories we see on social media are people quitting their, their jobs. Oftentimes uh, it's women, right? Like you and I, I'm sure we follow a lot of uh, young like women entrepreneurs and, and it's nice, but they've got a cushy salary from their husband to fall back on where they don't really need to work or make money. But it, that wasn't the case for me. I definitely needed to help support our family. And that's so refreshing to hear because like you said, there are many social media accounts, whether they tr know that they are doing this or not, they're portraying a lifestyle that is not attainable for the average person. And so yes. I really appreciate your honesty there because you're right. Not everyone can afford to lose an income. We certainly can't in my family being completely transparent. That's why I'm still working my corporate job. And, you know, I'm thankful for that income because yeah, it allows me to pursue um, my passions. But one day if, you know, I'm feeling the same urge as you are to stay home with my son and have a little more flexibility and ownership over my schedule, I wouldn't even know where to begin. So you are my guru there. And I so appreciate you sharing that wisdom. Do you have any other tips for remaining relevant on social media without getting too kitschy and trendy. Um, I know reels are popping right now. That's what the algorithm favors. And I know that you're really great at that, but what you're doing is also providing content. You're not just dancing and pointing to things. You're saying these are tips for <laughs> yeah. how to pose with, you know, how to pose um, in your engagement session or tips for lighting. Um, so can you, in, you know, elaborate on yeah. that and how you come up with these ideas? Yeah, sure. So what I have found is I, I see the most uh, like return on investment, if you will, just like a, from like a time perspective. And because it does take a lot of time to create content as anybody who is a business owner or a content creator knows. Um, so I want to make sure it's valuable and it's actually going to uh, go, you know, help my long-term goals, which are to grow a following of people who potentially want to work with me. Um, so what I'd like to do is I've got like two different, markets I want to say like one is the person who would like to hire me for a photography session and the other is a either a photographer or a creative entrepreneur who is in the beginning of maybe a side hustle and wants to take it full time wants to find the courage to take the leap to the to leave the nine to five that kind of thing um, and so I try to pr provide content for for both uh, markets so that one for example would be hey how can I provide value to this family to this mother who's uh, doesn't have any clue how to style their family outfits for their upcoming session. So I try to provide that type of content. And then on the other side would be an example for a business owner or photographer would be like, Hey, here are five uh, editing apps that I use to you know, create reels or create stories or things like that, that can help uh, the small business owner who doesn't have a lot of uh, money to invest in mentor sessions or just needs to get scrappy with their own online presence because, Hey, we've all been there. You got to start somewhere. 
Yeah. And I, I think there are two audiences, like you mentioned, that a lot of people don't really focus on. Um, someone who basically wants to do what you're doing and then someone who wants to buy your services or hire you. Um, And so I love how you kind of divide those two um, into two different categories because they are very different (laughs) pieces of content, you know, to create um, two different audiences. So um, since this is a wellness podcast, I have to ask, you know, you are pregnant with your second. Um, How has your body image changed since not only having your first, but also now being pregnant again? Um, I know that it's something we we've discussed in the past, you know, body image is yeah. something that all women deal with, I think, unless, you know, you're some unicorn. Um, but <laughs> yeah. when you become pregnant, it takes on a whole new world. Absolutely. I actually, I really love this question. I think we need to keep talking about it. So I am in a much better place than I was in my early, tw- early to mid 20, let's say. So I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't really gone on record with this, but I'm not ashamed to admit it, but I did have eating disorder in my late teens, early twenties. Um, thankfully it is in the past, but those couple of years felt super lonely and isolating. And I really found my groove, I would say in my late twenties when, and I just, I stopped looking for motivation. I think that was always a kind of my downfall and, and just started creating healthy habits that eventually created the discipline. And I, See, you have inspired me, Caleb, because I, you always, or well, often I will see you share a workout or something of the sort and say, you know, I'm here because of the discipline. I'm not here because I'm motivated to do it. And that's, is, that really resonates with me because I didn't really, uh, I wasn't able to like pinpoint that, but it absolutely makes sense because you're just here for the, it's because of the daily habits you've created. It's not because you wake up and you're can't wait to get on that trend. You know what I mean? Like maybe some <laughs> no, days you do. And I absolutely like that, not but a lot of days. It's not the case. Most days so. with kids, you just don't want to yeah. do anything <laughs> yeah. at all that relates to waking up early, moving your body, especially when you're pregnant, you can't have as much caffeine. You can still have some, but yeah. not as much. So I'm assuming working out is obviously yeah. going to be a little more difficult um, than, you know, when you're just running after a toddler and you can down four cups yeah. of coffee a day. And pregnancy is always super humbling when it comes to body image. And sometimes I can still feel like old thought patterns, old habits, uh, trying to creep their way in. But ultimately, the healthy mindset and habits that I've built over five, 10 years, they don't allow those thoughts to stay for long. But I will admit, sometimes they are there. So it's not easy. I wouldn't say it's like easy for me. And I've come a long way. And I can imagine other or many other women um, for what, like to watch our bodies grow during pregnancy, especially those who have ever gone through either disordered eating or just had some body dysmorphia in the past. It's not, it's really not easy. Um, but the second pregnancy, I do feel even more at ease because of the habits that I mentioned, like daily movement, even if it's just a walk and fueling my body with nourishing food as much as I as much as I can. And I don't want to paint a picture that I'm absolutely perfect in any of these areas. I there are days when I don't move my body. There are days when I don't eat nourishing foods, but the habit is what has helped me the most is just sticking to these daily habits that over time, you know, it's like the 80, 20 rule over time. Most, most of the foods are nourishing and most days I'm moving my body, but I don't beat myself up when I don't. And you mentioned that um, return on investment earlier as it relates to content, but really when it comes to working out and fueling yourself with good nourishing food, whole foods, um, that return on investment you see tenfold. Um, just if you keep yes. doing it, little deposits every day. And it's ironic 
for that I've, so I've learned this connection and I, I'm not sure if there's statistics, but I really am a firm believer that successful entrepreneurs also have great healthy habits. I, and again, I don't want to like make broad generalizations, but from the people who I follow who are just absolutely killing it um, in, you know, what appears to be killing it, we should say, um, in, you know, entrepreneurial life and parenthood, all the, all the aspects of life, they also seem to make healthy habits a priority. You know, I see them moving on the daily. So that's why I do like to share a little bit more of lifestyle content on my stories, um, which I don't think all business owners do, but I want people to kind of see like the whole collective me and, and not just the business side. Yeah. It's like bringing your whole self to work. Like if you exactly were still employed by someone else, an employer, um, the new trend now, which I'm very happy to see in corporate America, at least from my experiences, allowing people to bring them their whole selves to work so that they can perform better for the company. And I really think that yeah. that is so true. And it's probably true for you as a photographer. If you show up at a venue and you're trying to be someone you're not, you know, that's right. going to translate in your photography skills, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think authenticity is is definitely key. And it's funny because you don't always see it 100% on social media, but I feel like the accounts that I crave and want more of are often the ones that are showing us the authentic parts of themselves. And speaking of that authentic self, um, you speak a lot about, um, you know, your the fact that you have ADD or ADHD. Yeah. Um, I believe it's ADHD. Am I correct? Because I know that there so are two. I, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. and, I shouldn't enlighten really know me. this, but I still don't really, no, I, I'm embarrassed to say I don't entirely know the difference. <laughs> I think ADHD is the, when you have more of the hyperactivity focus and some right. people can have it without having that focus. Um, I, it's been a while since I've been, uh, you know, tested at the doctor. So maybe mine has evolved, but I just say ADHD. <laughs> okay. ADHD. So, um, that's fantastic that you're open about it. And I'm sure a lot of people that, um, follow you can maybe relate in some way. Maybe they've been formally diagnosed or maybe they're self-diagnosing. So can you sure, talk a little yeah. about your experience with that and maybe how you've used what some would perceive as a crutch and yeah. used it into something that has fueled you as a, to be a better entrepreneur, mom, wife, friend, everything. Yeah, so this is a really great question. I, I think it kind of also stems where in my early 20s, 20s when I was going through all those disordered eating and just like not really kind of just in the weird uh, moment of life, just trying to like figure things out, figure out my role. And, and you know, I'm sure many people can relate. The early 20s are just kind of weird. Um, so that's all around the time that I was also diagnosed. So I think it's now that I've I can see the full picture. I'm like, oh, it totally makes sense. Like I, I was always a good student, always um, just motivated to work hard never like a slacker or anything. And so I think oftentimes it does go undiagnosed, in, especially in women, um, because we don't tend to have those um, little, like acting out tendencies that maybe are more common in boys or, or young men, um, especially in like the uh, classroom, that kind of thing. So. I didn't ever, I never really pegged myself as, as that. And then it all made sense though, when I did get formally diagnosed and I have since learned that for entrepreneurs, especially it can be a superpower if you are using it, you know, correctly, um, like anything it can, it can hinder you or it can hurt you. So I think when you lean into the, 
uh, advantages of it. it. It's definitely powerful. Um, so some ways that it, I think helps is, hey, you can be hyper-focused at, at many things at once, um, but then the crutch can be, you know, if you are just allow yourself to, to go into the internet rabbit hole in, of TikTok or Reels, you know, you can go down at least an hour and, and not even re recognize it, right? Uh, and I know a lot of other people can relate to that too, who don't have ADHD, but especially people who are just like, you hyper-focus on something and then you have to take a step back and be like, whoa. So, so in the flow of it, I can get a lot of work done in a short amount of time when, you know, I'm, I'm usually using like the higher self of that, but there are days when <laughs> it definitely uh, requires some, some, uh, what, some focus, some extra focus from, yeah. from myself. Oh gosh. And now I'm thinking, do I have ADHD? <laughs> the amount of times I've gone, I mean, you know what? I will say I got TikTok in the beginning of the pandemic when everyone else was downloading it. And I remember I had it for a day and I truly went down a rabbit hole of watching yes, teenage girls can. dancing because yes. I just wanted to learn <laughs> yes. dance dances for whatever reason. I had nothing else to so do fun. other than yes. you know, do that and um, yep. not, you know, not leave my house. And I found myself just getting like sucked in for hours. Unlike Instagram, Instagram, I am, yeah. I'm actually very disciplined. I can turn it off and just say, I'm not looking at it for four hours, five hours, whatever. And just focus yeah. on my work, like my day job, or if it's the weekend, just be with my son. Um, but TikTok, that is yeah. addicting. So I had to let it go, man. But yes, um, I feel I, you on that. But I can see why it's gotten so popular. Um, and obviously, uh, Reels is basically like TikTok. So yeah. Yeah, I feel like sure. you can kind of go down the rabbit hole on IG too. Um, and thank you so much for sharing so honestly, because I feel like you mentioned authenticity and I think you really do embody that. Um, it's very evident. You know, I know you in real, in real life. Um, we're friends from, yeah. you know, back high school and college and, and postgraduate um, years, but now knowing you as a mom and a fellow entrepreneur, I can definitely see your uh, evolution and showing thank your you. real self. And I think that I'm also on that journey. So I really look to you for inspiration. So thank you for being that for me, um, you know, on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, I right love, back at you. thank you so much. I would, I would love to learn more though about your, a day in the life because you have such a cool job and I'm very interested in anyone's vlogs on YouTube or, you know, Instagram mm -hmm. lately where people are doing, you know, 60 seconds of my day, um, beginning yeah. to end. And I find it so fascinating. So can you walk us through that? Yes. Okay. So a day in the life, it's more boring than you think, but I'll, I'll walk you through it. So I, I savor sleep, you guys. I cannot, I'm not the type that can run on like less than six hours. It's just not me. Um, so you won't find me waking up at 5am because I, I don't go to sleep super early. Um, so lately I've been waking up around eight and I, I want to say pregnancy is kind of um, hindered because that sounds super late for me. And just like saying that out loud, I'm like almost embarrassed, <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm jealous <laughs> pregnancy and well, yeah. And a toddler, I know when we have a newborn, I'm going to be up earlier than that. Um, but right now I'm saving that, um, because yeah, it's so nice. Leo doesn't wake up until like nine o'clock ish. Um, so unless I have a shoot that morning, which then of course I will wake up earlier and accommodate for that. But otherwise then I'll just start my morning. I'll have either a coffee or a, I love a matcha latte. Um, and so answers just some quick emails. Um, and then Leo's usually up eight, eight thirty, And we kind of just like all slowly rise together. 
and hang out for a little bit, maybe play some games with him. Uh, Ryan, my husband, works West Coast time for his job, so he gets a really late start, not until like noon. So we kind of just have slow mornings as a family, which is really nice. It feels like a Sunday morning, but like every day. <laughs> so it's good and Incredible. bad. <laughs> yeah, it's good and bad because you're like, wait, I should be more productive. But then, you know, it's it's nice to savor it in with your family. Um, so then uh, Ryan and I will typically do like a simultaneous workout. Either, you know, I'll be on the treadmill, he'll be on spin bike, whatever we feel that day. Um, and Leo's at the age, he's old enough to entertain himself for the half hour, you know, that we need. Um, and then, oh, but I will say for the workouts, I know because I've seen you post about Jess Sims. So I am obsessed her. with any of her. Yes, any of her. So I've been doing her treadmill boot camps on the Peloton app. They are a game changer. Have you done them? So I, I don't know if I've shared this with you personally, but I actually haven't ran since, gosh, April of last year. Pregnancy really threw me yep. for a loop. Yeah, and I feel my, that. I feel he was that. sitting so low for so long mm-hmm. that it hurt to even do like plyometric moves. So anyway, I'm now officially six months post- postpartum. And that's when my doctor said, you should start running slash jogging then as opposed to you know, this 12 week mark. That is so or the smart. Six week mark. Okay. Wait, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. She basically said your pelvic floor is, re- I mean, mine was rocked, like really rocked. I had, you know, I don't even think I've talked about this with anyone outside of my, my close friends and family, but I was basically like, leak. this is so embarrassing, but I'm going to say it. No, it's not. I was, le- <laughs> <laughs> I was leaking just urine just by walking. Yeah. And so, so normal. I've heard this so often. Right. And so, um, I, he look, he did not want to come out. Like he was, I, he was ready, but like my body wasn't reacting the right way. So I was induced and all that stuff. And, um, I, you know, I think just like all that heavy weight on my pelvic floor for so long throughout my whole pregnancy, plus coupled with the fact that I, you know, pushed him out for an hour, which I know sounds like a long time to someone who's never given birth, but in reality for a first time mom, that's actually pretty normal, like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, so those two things together, my, my doctor looked at me and was like, I'm just letting you know your pelvic floor is ruined right now (laughs) and it's going to take many months of rehab. So I I do like obviously Kegels and glucose are great for your pelvic floor, um, other things. Um, but avoiding jumping for me has been game changing and I'm at the six month mark and it's so much better now. But if I would have rushed into it, I've, I've been told by many women, if you rush into it and you have pelvic floor issues, they're only going to progress. Wow, that is so wild. I'm thank you for sharing that. I feel like oh, you're welcome. We don't talk about that enough. Did you ever see a um a PT, like a pelvic floor PT? They recommended that I that I would see one, but we actually moved right when I got like kind of that yeah. information. And so I've honestly just been doing a lot of like YouTube workouts and totally I'm really like Kegels. If you do them correctly, I think you can overdo it on Kegel. So I'm not crazy. Um, and yeah. I actually did not look. I did not do Kegels before I even had Finn. I should have done them while I was pregnant, and I never did, thinking oh, nothing's going to happen to me. Well, yeah, here I am. right. Here I am, ladies. Do your Kegels. Um, <laughs> and so, totally and I feel understand. like no one talks about this, but no. yeah, I mean, if you don't take care of your pelvic floor, which is like a big hammock holding up your reproductive organs and like yeah. your bladder and everything. And then that hangs down. Like, yep. <laughs> so yes. Weird to describe this, but no, I'm it's so glad we're talking about It's holding yeah. up your bladder. Like, what the yeah. hell? Why don't we talk about this more? I don't know. It's embarrassing. Wild. That's why. So, thank you for making me say talk. About it. <laughs> yeah. It's helping someone who's pregnant or maybe postpartum yeah. and saying, "Why am I still leaking urine?" I mean, it was scary. Well, I, I'm I so glad that you're sharing. Yeah, I would have cried too. I'm. 
I didn't, I had a C-section, so I didn't have to go through that, but I would love to try for a VBAC this time. And that is like, honestly, kind of one of my fears, but I need to get over that. And somebody had recommended doing pelvic floor uh, PT prior to delivery, which I was a little shocked about. I didn't hear, I've never really heard about it before. So it's so smart. So thank you for talking about it. Well, you're welcome. Um, I will get back to interviewing you. You go go forward. (laughs) I was going to say, let me, I'll go into the rest of my, my day. (laughs) Perfect. So maybe, after, yeah, maybe I have ADHD too. I'm pretty sure I do. No, no, no. I, I instigated <laughs> all those questions. So after, so this morning, for example, I did the Jess Sims treadmill boot camp. I love it because it kind of forces me to get, uh, it's, so what it is, it's like you do a little bit of on the treadmill, a little bit, uh, like weight training back on the treadmill and then end it with weight training. So I am so anti, not anti weight training, but for some reason, my mind just doesn't love it. I just don't really love weight training, but I know it is so good for me. My chiropractor tells me all the time because I have like, especially in pregnancy, loosey goosey SI joints. Like it's just not my body, you know, just it's, it doesn't like it. So he's always telling me do more weight training and I know I need to, but I don't love it. So this way, Jeff Sims kind of makes me do it. So that's why I'm all for the, the tread boot camps. So then after I do a workout, then we get ready. Then it's kind of like time for Ryan to go do his work. So he, you know, leaves us into his little office corner, closes the door. And then it's Leo and I hanging out. Um, if I have, if it's a child care day, then I will start working because I don't have to attend to Leo and, you know, keep him entertained. Um, so if it's not a child care day, then I usually try to think of, in the summer, I should say, try to think of something fun outdoors for us to do. Uh, like go to the zoo. We've been going to the zoo a ton. It's super fun. Pl- just finding new playgrounds, that kind of thing. Um, in the winter though, it's, it's a lot harder. <laughs> to Girl, find I'm to not do. ready for it. I'm not ready for these Midwest <laughs> winters with a baby. So true. Right. Yes. I feel that. Um, and then if I have a shoot that evening, um, just because like photographers, you just shoot in the morning or in the evening for the good light. So um, in the evening, then I will just kind of leave Ryan to fend for himself for dinner, um, which he's really good at. But I, um, if I'm home, I kind of take the lead on that. Um, and then we do bed, our bedtime routine. Routine is around like eight. Um, and then I just use the couple hours after Leah goes to bed to catch up on any work-related things um, that I didn't get to do yet that day, especially if it wasn't a childcare day. So just like take a couple hours to finish up on editing or answer emails and then um, usually in bed by 11. Oh, 11. My goodness. We are, no, I mean, it's, it's late. I no, it's, it's late to me because I'm a morning bird for sure. But yeah. I, would, I would say to anyone, <clears throat> excuse me, anyone who is a night owl, they would probably say that's very normal or that's <laughs> early. So, so I want, I really want to be like, I would prefer to be a morning person, but you know, my husband, I can't go to, I'm that weird person. Like I can't really go to bed without Ryan. I know it kind of sounds weird. Um, so, and he likes to stay up a little bit later than I do. So I'm kind of forced but I know it's all temporary because when in December when the day becomes we're gonna be going to bed real early waking up real early so it's (laughs) it's all phase (laughs) yeah man now I feel bad I totally leave my husband every night I'm like I'm going to bed (laughs) no don't feel bad yeah I just can't like shut it up you know yeah I don't know I have like need him body in the bed next to me and then I can shut down (laughs) gosh isn't it nice though when you get to actually go to bed with your husband I mean nothing honestly nothing is better but um, yeah, it, you're, everything changes when you have kids. So schedules oh get gosh. thrown yeah. off and I totally just in understand. survival mode. So I get it <laughs> <laughs> not to scare anyone. Children are a blessing. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> um, so 
I want to know a little bit more about some of your, your, your go-to wellness practices because you mentioned walking and obviously working out. Do you have any other things that you like yeah. to do to kind of center you? I know you're also, are you a certified yoga instructor? I or, am, but I don't teach. Right. So you don't teach, like, but you, you know, the yoga. So <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. So this is one of those things I feel like with ADHD, like I'm a multi-passionate <laughs> person. Okay. And so, you know, when I was figuring all these things about myself out, I was, I just, I like to go hard in certain areas. So not only, you know, when I realize I love yoga, I can just be a student. I'm like, I need to take the course and get trained. Like that's just, I'm like an all in type of person. Um, so yes, I, I, I love yoga and it will always be a part of my life. I've taken a little bit of a hiatus because honestly, it does not feel good in a pregnant body, at least for me. Totally. Agree. Um, so I'll do it sometimes, but it's, I don't crave it. Like when I'm not pregnant, I do crave it when I'm, you know, with, without pregnancy, I, I love it. But right now I'm just like, I just would rather be doing a lot of other different things. Yeah. So, and there's a lot um, of things that aren't safe to do. That's why there's prenatal yoga. Yeah. So yeah. many modifications. Right. So yeah, when you were asking about staple wellness practices, so like, I really want to be that person that says meditation, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> but maybe one day I just like think that that would be really cool to be the type of person that meditates every day, but it's just you know, we're just not there yet. Um, so my staples are walking for sure. I just, I live for, we try to do like a daily family walk. Um, and it's just so peaceful. Just being something about being outside make just like takes all my stress away. Um, and then of course, like the movement with it. So it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like just a walk is all I look forward to. Um, and working out, if I get to break a sweat that day, then I definitely know it's going to be a good day. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I would say one other thing I haven't mentioned would be I, I do a daily smoothie for breakfast and that just kind of like keeps me on track and keeps me, um, just like, I don't want to say like regular, but like, I just, I look forward to the consistency of it. Um, and I just, I feel, I feel like nourished when I start my day with a smoothie. Gosh. Yeah. That's so incredible. And you, do you follow any type of recipe that you always have to use? Are you the kind of person that's routine, 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 or do you? Mix yeah, I'm very much routine. Like just keep it simple, you know, yep. some type of almond milk, cashew milk, uh, frozen berries, protein powder, vanilla protein powder, nothing, a banana, nothing crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, no like uh, adaptogens or anything. Just like keeping it. No, I mean, there's, been times in my life where I, you know, went to, you can totally go down those rabbit holes, right. And like get all the, all the add-ins, but I just yeah. keep it simple these days. Very <laughs> smart. Very smart. Simple is always best. Uh, that's what I always say to, to clients and friends and family, just real whole foods, yeah. protein powder is great. There's some really good clean organic ones. You can even find them at Costco. So, um, yes, yep, so yep. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I know that you're also a huge podcast and book fan, um, do you have any recommendations for the audience? Obviously they're listening to this one, so they, they must like podcasts in some way. Yes. Yes. So I will say late, lately I've been totally on the audiobook train because if I didn't have audiobooks, I don't think I would read right now. Just the stage of life that I'm in with, uh, being a, a mom and entrepreneur and everything. Um, so I'm all about the audiobooks lately. My, so ones that I would recommend is anything Renee Brown, especially if you are just kind of like looking for the, maybe like the wellness, the self-help, like it is very applicable in corporate America too, a lot of her writing. Um, and then the five second rule was super helpful. Untamed, just a good, well-rounded read, I thought. Um, the Psychology of Winning, I read that in the beginning of starting this business and it was 
very helpful. Never split the difference is another good one uh, for business. Um, and not just entrepreneurs, just in general, like cor corporate people would benefit from it as well. Um, and then Atomic Habits is another one that's like a, a addition, like will help you in your daily life, like create, you know, healthy habits and things like that. Um, and then from specifically from like a mindset perspective, I loved the book recently that I read called Think Like a Monk. Um, that one kind of got me on that. Uh, the benefits of meditation <laughs> that I was just talking about. Um, and then the four agreements, I read that during a yoga, the yoga teacher training that we were just talking about. And that was just like a good, wholesome, like brings you back to the, like what really matters. And uh, I just would highly recommend anybody could read that at any level. These are incredible recommendations. And I've actually heard uh, many people say, think like a monk, monk by Jay Shetty is an in a fascinating book and he's yeah, just overall such a wise person so if you guys don't yeah. follow him on social media he also posts a lot of different things on social that you can um, really glean good wisdom from so yes, um, totally recommend so i need to i hope everyone has their pens and papers or their notepads on their their phones and they're writing these down because i'm definitely doing the same um Again, I want to respect your time. You're a mom. I always end with this question, and I absolutely love this question, so I can't wait to hear your answer. What does living a life well-lived mean to you? A life well-lived to me. So I would say freedom is like the first word that comes to mind, and, and in many different areas, though. So, you know, freedom with time, freedom with money, that kind of thing, just to be able to make the choices that align with the kind of life that I want to live. So like a life well lived to me, it would look like one that has health, has happiness, hobbies, passions, goals, new experiences, love, lots of love, and for sure, laughter. Man, I want a life well lived by Rochelle Wallen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, my friend, for imparting all of your wisdom on us today. And hopefully people um, who were listening got to know you just as much as I do. And I feel like I learned something new too. And, and I've known you for so long. So thank you for being on today. Yeah, Thank you, Kayla. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. And Hey, one more thing before I forget, um, where can they find you on social? Um, like just blast yes, all I of your promotions. Love, yes. I would love to have you. Um, my Instagram is Rochelle.Welling. Rochelle's from R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E. And that's where you can find me on Instagram and my website for those who are interested in either photography or the mentor session side of things, or just, I post a lot of helpful tips on my blog. It's just RochelleWelling.com. Perfect. Well, stay well, my friend, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks, Kayla. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Kayla underscore underscore Brandon. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.